An email list will be the biggest asset that you own as an entrepreneur. Mine is the number one way that I drive profits into my business. And I am teaching you exactly what to do in order to grow and serve yours. My signature course on email list building, the list to launch lab is now open for brand new students right now. Learn more at jennacutcher.com slash email. Now, if you are someone asking questions like, what do I say and when, and how do I grow an email list even if I don't have a website? And what if I'm no good at the tech stuff? Well, I've heard questions just like these for years. And in fact, I used to ask them myself, but I've got the answers and my email list has the receipts to prove it. Inside of the List to Launch Lab, you will get fluff-free content that you can take on the go and learn in whatever setting works best for you, swipe files and email templates so you're never stuck on what to say next, plug and play designed guides so that you can get your freebie done in no time, plus the strategies that give me thousands of new subscribers every single week. We also added a mini mastermind style bonus module featuring five next level lessons from some of the industry's best list builders, all included when you join. Let me hold your hand through the process and teach you everything you need to know so that you can finally get the email list building results and the business growth that you've been searching for. Join me inside at jennacutcher.com forward slash email before the doors close at midnight on May 22nd. That's jennacutcher.com forward slash email. I can't wait to see you inside. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 151. Hey, Gold Diggers, another Ask Jenna Anything episode is here. And I fielded your questions from both the Gold Digger Insiders Facebook group and the Gold Digger Instagram. And if you're not hanging out in either of those places, you are totally missing out. I was absolutely floored by the amount of responses I got from you guys, and I decided to group them by category. So you're still calling the shots, and I'm fully covering all the nitty-gritty details. You can see if your question and name were mentioned by going to jennacutcherblog.com slash team, where you'll get today's show notes. Now, many of you know my story, a story of a burnt out photographer, blogger, businesswoman who is juggling and struggling with all the balls in the air. But finally, I reached a breaking point, took a leap and outsourced one job and then two and then hired on a full time team member and another. It has been a whirlwind, but the best decision I've ever made. And today we are covering all the behind the scenes magic of how you can hire your own dream team. Today, I am so thrilled that I get to answer your biggest questions about building a team. And before we do that, I want to read our review of the week. This is like my favorite part. So great. Lovely Lady Links says, I adore this podcast. What is life before this? She says, I discovered Jenna a few weeks or months ago, and she's legit been in my life every day since then because I have been binge listening to as many episodes as I can each day. She has been such an inspiration, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a woman and a deeply amazing human being. Yes, I don't know you personally, and I know you get asked this all the time, but girl, will you be my mentor and my best friend? Uh, duh. But in all honesty, people, this is an amazing podcast and has been so great. So I recommend to anyone and everyone who is wanting to start an amazing and accomplished business to listen to this compassionate woman speaking to you. 
Thank you, lovely Lady Lynx. And thank you, everyone who is showing up and leaving reviews on iTunes. It truly makes this show as awesome as it is. It helps us stay at the top of the charts, get more listeners, and get epic guests. And it helps bring shows like today's to you. So without further ado, let's dive on into some team building questions. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Are you guys ready to talk about teams? I am so excited about today's show because I get to tell you all about my favorite people, the people that I'm working with every single day, but also explain how to create a team, starting with one hire and then maybe two, and kind of who does what in my business and why their roles are so critical. And so I want to handle first things first, since so many of you have asked, I want to just give you a quick rundown of who is on my team, what my current team looks like, what their roles are. Are they part-time or full-time? Are they in-person or online? So here's the rundown. First things first, my first ever hire was Caitlin. Now, Caitlin started as an assistant of sorts, and she has transformed into my brand manager. So she handles my inbox. She handles all negotiations with sponsors. She jumps in for launch support, and then she does a lot of content creation, SEO strategy, that kind of stuff. Now, Caitlin works 20 hours a week, but she only works for me. And she is the team member that is closest to me in terms of geography. So she lives about 20 minutes away from me. So we try to connect at least once a month, if not twice a month in person. My next full-time hire, salaried hire, was my sister, Kate. She manages the podcast. So everything to do with the podcast, from setting up interviews to creating show notes to helping run the Facebook page to running the Instagram account. She does all things Gold Digger podcast. She was my second hire in terms of an employee, and she's my sister. And so we've had both of these gals on the show. You probably have heard their stories and know a little bit about them. Next is Danielle. Danielle lives in California. She just had a sweet little baby girl. She has worked with me for a year and a half. We've actually never met in real life, and she is incredible. So she is basically my project manager, my launch manager. She helps me with all the tech and strategy behind the business. Her brain is one of the most incredible things I've ever encountered. And she helps me when I have an idea. She'll help me kind of hash it out, figure out how it's actually going to be executed. And Danielle used to work with many different people. And now she only works on my team, which is such a blessing that she gets to focus her time and talent and energy with us. And I love having her. I talk to her every single day. Next, we have Rebecca. So Rebecca manages Shop Jenna Kutcher. She is the designer behind all of the beautiful products. She manages the inbox for any support questions we have there. She's the creator. So I'll create the content. She creates a design and we have a true partnership when it comes to the shop. She is a newer addition to the team. And what's so awesome about that is it's basically giving us the space to dream bigger about what kind of things we want to include in the shop. And she helps with the strategy there. 
then we have Stephanie. She manages our support inbox. So Steph is an incredible part of the team where she serves all of my students, answers questions, responds to emails. So she manages that side of the inbox, does all that tech stuff over there, making sure people can access their courses and that kind of stuff. Then we have a ton of different contractors. So we have contractors for copywriting, web design, for podcast editing. We have contractors up the wazoo in terms of things like Facebook ads. And so all of these people are either on retainer or getting paid per job. But we have a very solid team built out based on what we are working on. And so we have a lot of people that have been featured on the show, like Carrie, who does my Facebook ads, Ashlyn, who's my copywriter. We have Jen Olmstead, who does all of my web design. And what's really great about that is that these people have worked with me over the last year or two years. So they know the brand, they understand the brand, and they step in when we have certain projects going on. Lastly, we have Alex. Alex took one of my courses. I watched her just grow and transform. She is our community manager. So she jumps into Facebook groups, answers questions, supports students, encourages them. And she has been an awesome addition. And then of course, we have Courtney, who is my associate photographer, who wrapped up her wedding season and has moved with her husband, who is a dairy farmer. But Courtney was my associate photographer for the last year. She shot weddings under the Jenna Kutcher brand and did an incredible, incredible job. So as you can see, our team is very big. It's very robust, but on a day-to-day basis, we basically have four people that I'm communicating with every single day and then managing the contractors based on the job and where we are at with what we need. So I hope that kind of hashes out who's on the team, what it looks like, who's serving my business and how we've grown because literally we had no one before. And so as you can see over the last year and a have. I have had really, really big growth in my business, but also in my team, which makes me so excited to dive on in and answer your biggest questions about growing a team. So Morgan K says, Jenna, I need help with the struggle of taking my own personal brand into hiring. I own a fitness studio named as me and have had so much growth this year. I wonder how to prepare clients I engage with face-to-face each day that someone else will soon be in front of them too. So first things first, Morgan, congrats on your success. And what I think is so awesome is that you care because you wouldn't have written in this question if you didn't care. But what I also want for you to remember, and sometimes this is hard to remember, is that a lot of times we feel more important than we are. We feel self-important, which I think is a beautiful thing. But at the same point, I am sure that your clients could adjust to having someone new. I think your clients are resilient and adaptable. I think if you can get the right people in the right place, people won't even bat an eyelash. Sure, transition can be hard and change can be weird, but I want to encourage you to find somebody that's great and you won't even have to sell them because people trust you. We went through this this year when I hired my first associate photographer, Courtney. And the truth was is that a lot of brides that were inquiring specifically wanted me right? They trusted me. They wanted me to show up on their wedding day and shoot photos. And that just wasn't possible because of my schedule. 
And so when we introduced Courtney, I showed them like, I trust Courtney enough to document our lives. And I've worked with Courtney and she's incredible. And here's what she can do. And if you're not super set on having me, because guess what? I'm booked full. Here is another place or another option for you. And Courtney had a full calendar this year because people trusted me. They trusted my ability to choose the right person. And while Courtney was not me, she treated my brides and gave them the best experience that I could have asked for under my name and my brand. And it might not be for everyone. I mean, there are definite growing pains in that. But I think what is so incredible is that, Morgan, you have built this brand and it's time for you to grow. And people that are truly in your tribe, they're going to support that growth. They're going to understand that growth. And it's going to free you up to make better decisions overall. So stop feeling so important in the sense of people can acclimate to change, give them that ability, help them transition into that and choose the right person to help you do that. But also let go of that feeling that you have to be everything to everyone because it's not possible. And that can add so much stress when you start to think about hiring. Marie W. says, I'm currently needing help with how you go about hiring your first employee. Where do you look? What do you look for? I really need someone to help manage my day-to-day tasks, but I'm terrified of hiring someone who isn't a good fit. So for me, I have hired pretty much everyone on my team based off of personal relationship or recommendation. And I think both of those things are entirely critical. And so when I look at the people that are contracted for my business, those were all recommendations from people who were doing similar things as me, people who had similar brands as me, people who went through similar growth as me. And so I think first is ask around. Don't be afraid to put it out there. I need help. And does anyone know of anyone? Second, what I think is really awesome is that you have to, for the first time in your life, really sit down and ask yourself, what are your expectations for this person? What will make them either a success or a failure? What would you define as the right fit? And a lot of times we are so vague in these things that we can make decisions that aren't the right fit because we don't really know. And so you have to ask yourself, do you want somebody to come on board that already knows all the things and can step right in? Or do you want someone that's teachable and trainable? And I've worked with both of those. When Caitlin joined my team, she had already been doing this for years for other people. And so she kind of just took on, took over and went with it. When we hired my sister, she had never done anything like this. She was a nurse before she became a podcast manager, but we were ready to teach and train her. And so Marie, when you start looking about how to hire your first person, I think first off, you have to really define what their position is going to look like, what skills and attributes they need to come already having and then what you're willing to teach and train them on your own. Next, I would just encourage you, there are probably a lot of people out there, stay-at-home moms or dads, who want to just have a side job, who maybe want to work 10, 20 hours a week from home, have that flexibility. Being a VA can be a really, really powerful job for people that need balance, that can't show up to an office every day. And so most of the people on my team have children. We give them flexible hours. They just got to get their crap done. And so don't be afraid to put it out there into the universe and have people apply. But I just want to make sure that you are very clear on what you expect them to have and then what you are willing to teach and train them in. 
gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Megan J says, how do you divide responsibilities during a project? And about communication. I know you communicate via Slack, but being that your team members are mostly contractors and set their own schedules, are your communications ever lost in translation when someone isn't logged in? So let me first answer the first part of the question. How do you divide responsibilities during a project? So my team all, they have very clear roles all the time. And so when we go into, say, a launch, their roles don't change all that much because I want my team to be serving the business where they serve it best. And I like to believe that their current positions are where they are serving it the best. And so when we go into a launch, we define who's doing what and we break it up. But then we also do 
Zoom calls where the whole team jumps on and we walk through who's doing what, how it's going, if anyone needs help, how we're feeling about things, any misses we're seeing. But at the same point, I'm not pulling people out of their current roles and putting them into totally different things just because we have something new happening. I want my team to be shining every single day and I don't expect them to do anything crazy during a launch week. And so what I think is really important about this is to make sure that as you grow a team, you are really being in tune with what are your gifts, where are your skill sets, and how can you serve the business using those things, regardless of if we're going into something new or going into a launch. Now, the second part of your question is about communication. So we use a program called Slack. I've talked about it on this show before. It's basically like an AOL instant messenger for a team. And you can speak to everyone on the team at once using a general channel, or you can speak to specific team members. And we choose to do this because for a while I got super lax and then we were texting each other all the time. And it was, we were reaching people when they weren't working and And I really want to provide a space for balance. And so I knew that we had to get back onto something different. And so what I love about Slack is that I can message people on a Sunday afternoon and I know they're not going to get it until Monday morning. And that's fine because you can set up that your way and you won't get notified. And I love that because then whenever I'm working, I can still reach out to them, but I know that it's not going to disrupt their family time or talk to them during the weekend. And 99.9% of the time, things are not urgent. Things do not need to be fixed or changed. And so what I love about Slack is that we set up when we're away, we set up when we're there, and then every single day we're checking in there. So Basically, what that looks like is my team is in all different time zones. So we have a few of us in the Midwest. We have a few of us on Pacific. We have a few of us on Eastern. So we're all kind of working at different times. Like I said, a lot of my team has children. So we're all kind of logging in at different times. But what I think is so great is that we touch base once a day. And I ask them, what is your big three priorities for the day? So that I know kind of what everyone's working on, if they're waiting on anything from me, if I can help reprioritize to focus on the things that matter the most. And I wouldn't say that communications are lost in translation because nothing is urgent. I have really learned in my business to work ahead so that nothing becomes life or death, nothing feels stressed. And so what is wonderful about that is we're working two, three, four months in advance. And that way, everything is just so much less stressful because we are able to just take things as they come and we're planning ahead and we're changing things up and we're we're excited about what we're doing, but we're not feeling that immediate urgency. So I think it's a wonderful way to communicate. I don't expect my team to respond to Slack messages outside of office hours. And I think it's just a really, really cool way. And of course, if we ever have something urgent, we use our phones. But we have created some really great boundaries within my team in our team culture that just says like, if you're going to be voice texting or hopping on the phone, like it better be something that is truly making an impact or that needs to be changed right now. And I'll tell you this, there are very few things in your business that actually fall under those categories. Okay, Megan has another question. So It's how do you set expectations when taking on a new team member? I love this question. And we walked through this recently with the addition of Kate. 
So when I went to really talk to my sister about like, hey, are you going to come on? You're leaving nursing. We're giving you a salary. Like, what is this going to look like? I drafted out what her position was going to be, what I thought that her role would look like. At first, we weren't even sure if her role would be a full 40 hours. Turns out, yes, in fact, it is. And so I drafted out her entire role and said, this is what I expect of you. This is what I need from you. And so I just wrote down things. You know, I expect you to book interviews for me and have me come to the interviews prepared. And I want you to take on the show notes and I want for you to write them and format them and publish them on these days of the week and things like that. And What was so great is that instead of being wishy-washy or learning as you go, Kate could look at that and say, okay, this is my parameter of success and this is what I'm striving towards. And of course, there are growing pains when you are first starting out. But I think what is really amazing is to do this in advance. And I think so many times as entrepreneurs, we're like, no, 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 we'll be fine. And then a month or two months or three months in, it's just not working out. And guys, it's you. You are to blame for that because you're not setting up your team for success. You're not communicating what you expect of them. And then you start to fester and you start to get frustrated and you decide like this just isn't working out. And so I love to have that time every single day where I hear what their big three are. And sometimes I'll challenge them and say, okay, I see that you have this in the three things you want to accomplish before the end of the day, but what about this? Or how about you do this and I can take this off of your plate because I feel like it's a better way to spend our time. And for me as an entrepreneur who has always struggled with spending money, I want to make sure that my team is doing one thing every single day to drive the bottom line, to drive results within our business. And so to really put that challenge on them and say, okay, I don't want you answering emails for two hours because that's not where your time is best spent. So how are we going to create something that is going to serve and show up for the people that are trying to reach us while also maintaining our time that we could be used to be creating new content or doing higher level things. And so as a boss, it is your job absolutely to set expectations, to check in on them, to follow through on them. But I think that the earlier you can do that, the better, because there's nothing worse for an employee to try to guess what they should be doing or hope that they're doing the right things. And there is nothing worse than a boss being dissatisfied or feeling like they made the wrong decision. Lastly, Megan asks, do you find it difficult to work remotely with your team at times? Honestly, I don't. And I think that that's because I am a straight up hermit. I love to work from home by myself undisturbed. So the idea of having an office where employees show up and I need to be there at a certain time, that stresses me out more than anything else. I think what's so interesting is about my current team. There are still people on my team that I have never met in real life. I've never met Danielle in real life, which is about to change. And she's worked with me for a year and a half. We talk every single day. So it's very interesting working with people across the country. 
I've never met Carrie. I've never met Stephanie. But I think that it's proof that if you can get the right people in and to really create a vision and a brand that allows for growth and ideas and mistakes, my team is the kind of team where I can divulge if Drew and I are in a fight or I can talk about if I'm struggling with grief for the day or we can pray together. I mean, my team is incredible. It is not just all business. There is so much heart behind it. And I think that it's so important to find people that serve in a way that you serve and that understand the bigger vision and that really help you fulfill that mission. And so yes, working remotely can present challenges, but for me, it is exactly what I want. And I think that the idea of you know meeting with Caitlin once a month is so exciting because then we get to kind of be face-to-face and dream together and talking to my sister on the phone at least once a week, just life and business. It's great. It's perfect for me. And I am just such a heads down business worker that I don't need a ton of small talk. I wouldn't need to show up and sit down for lunch with employees every day to make them feel valued because I sincerely hope that my team feels valued every single day. Alyssa C. asks, how do you budget for hourly workers? Are they paid a set number of hours per week? I loved your episode on hiring your team, but I'm curious to hear more about the hourly worker piece, especially with everyone working remotely. So for me, I would love to tell you that I had a budget for all of this, but the truth is, is that I hire people that I trust. And so for people like Stephanie, who's in the support inbox, she's just tracking her hours and then she actually submits them to Danielle and then Danielle submits her invoice for me. And so she's not even coming directly to me to get paid, but I acknowledge that we are giving her the systems and the workflows to do her job as best as she can and as efficiently as she can. And I would way rather pay her more money for more hours if that's what it takes to give people top-notch service. And so I think that when you focus on how many hours people are spending, it can really put stress on people where they start to cut corners or not give heartfelt responses or not stick to things like templates because they're just trying to get things done faster. And so I want to give my team the autonomy to do what it takes to serve my audience well. And of course, if there was like a giant increase on a non-launch period, I would maybe be curious about it. But what I love about the way that I run my business is that there is such a high level of trust. I mean, my team has access to everything that I do. They know my financials. They know the innards of my business. And I trust them. And I love them. And I want them to see that stuff so that they see the big picture and they understand that. And I feel like the more that you can just remove the veil of I'm your boss and you're my employee and say, we are in this together and I cannot do what I'm doing without you. And I trust that you will show up and serve people in the way that you think I would, man, I think that totally changes things. So Basically, for my hourly workers, I have kind of a ballpark idea of where they should be at during non-launch months. And then, of course, that number is raised up when we go into a launch. But I would just say, like, if you have a worker, I know when Caitlin was hourly for me, she basically just committed to working 10 hours per week on my business. And then I paid her hourly off of that. So it was like a set flat rate. But then we were realizing like there's so much more to be done. And that's when we talked about having her come on to my team full time. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Rebecca says, what is the best way to hire or create a great brand ambassador? Rebecca, I'm not exactly sure what your question means. If you're looking for somebody to like hit the ground with your products or services or hiring a team member that can reflect your brand. But what I think is really awesome and what I've learned in terms of growing a team that actually cares about what we're doing is like I said, letting them in sharing the big stuff, sharing the vision, talking through things with your team. So on Slack, we have a general channel. And that means that everyone on my team can see these messages. And I try to get in there once a day to talk about something I'm working on, an idea I have, a way that I think we could do a better job at something. And I want my team to feel collectively a part of it so that they know like Jenna is working on this thing and we don't really know what that's for, but the bigger picture item is this. And so the more that you can clearly define what your brand is, give your team the tools to do their job efficiently and let them in on the vision and the mission of your brand, that is how you create a great brand ambassador. And basically, I want my team to have the autonomy to be themselves, but understand that their actions, their language, their communication, the way they present themselves, that impacts me overall as their boss. And so It's kind of this juggling act of like you have these different gifts and skill sets and language and you know, you are your own person. However, you are still representing me and that's something that I want for you to understand. And so letting people in and really just sharing all of that, like that totally transformed it for me. 
Molly says, how do you, Jenna Kutcher, yourself, make time to reach out and offer guidance to everyone? Given the huge volume of photographers and fans you have, how do you keep it purposeful and meaningful? What keeps you from delegating most of this to your support team? So we are very, very candid about what I am responding to personally versus what my team is handling. So we have Stephanie in the support inbox who answers all of those questions. We have Caitlin in my main inbox who is answering questions and serving people there. And then I have a brand communicator or a, I'm trying to think, social media manager. I couldn't think of the word. Alex, who is answering questions within my Facebook groups. And so I have delegated a lot of it so that I am freed up to answer and jump on when I have time as I see fit. And so I think what is so great is is that my team knows my voice, they know my brand, but they also are given the opportunity to stand up as themselves. So it's not like people are responding as me and people are believing it's me, but it's not me. We have really set clear boundaries on what that looks like, but we delegate a ton because the truth is I get over 150 DMs a day on Instagram from strangers I've never met. We get over 100 emails a day, and that's just in one of our inboxes. We have four inboxes. So you can imagine there is a huge volume of content coming in, questions coming in, requests coming in. And so I want my team to kind of do the first skim over that to answer anything that they feel fit. And then I only want to get access to the things that only I can answer, that only I can be a part of. And so they are almost the gatekeepers for that. And I think that that has been something that has really allowed me to de-stress more because it's so stressful feeling like you cannot see and hear every single person, but it's just not humanly possible at this stage of the game. And so my team jumps in, helps out where they can, and then I see only the things that I can answer. Melissa says, have you guys set up a Trello board or anything like that to communicate deadlines, ideas, etc.? So yes and no. So both Caitlin and Kate on my team use Trello. I like to write things down on pen and paper. However, I wish that I had like a pretty planner that I use all the time. I try so hard at that. But usually it's like a scrap of paper. And I think that a lot of times when we're defining and really putting deadlines on things, my team takes those deadlines on and then I am kind of the overseer of them. And I like to set up goals in the sense of like, by the end of the week, I want this to be done. So it gives people five days the autonomy to choose when they're going to do it, when it feels right, when they're in their flow state, whatever that looks like. And so Kate and Caitlin both use Trello. We use a lot of different Google Drives and Docs and Excel spreadsheets so that I can kind of oversee things. But that way, you know, those two can work together on Trello. Danielle uses a totally different system. But the cool thing about all of our roles is that while they overlap in some aspects, they are pretty much owned from start to finish by my team members. And so there isn't a ton of need to constantly be communicating about certain things because we know who is doing what and when it needs to be done. And so I have tried Trello. I should probably get back onto it. But it's just I find that I am more of a like, here's what I have to do this week. And then I just get it done. Blue Salad on Instagram says, how do you handle management of your company with employees and keeping your brand consistent? 
So one of the things that we found that has been so helpful is creating a resource library. So in my Google Drive, we have a full resource library where I have recorded screen flows or recorded my screen, me doing different things that then I am handing off. So basically, I get on my computer, I show somebody how to do something, I record it, and then I add it to the library. And so this was super helpful when we hired on my sister because there were a lot of weird things like we log into this account and then we copy this code and then we paste it over here. And so recording that gave me the ability to teach it once, but gave her the ability to learn and watch it as many times as she needed until she understood. And so instead of training in a new person over and over and over again, let's say you've had bad luck, you've hired three different people over the last year and you cannot imagine training in another person, that's on you. You want to create a resource library or have people in their current roles outline what they're doing day to day, outline the things that they're doing in case they ever decide to leave, which is a fact of life, so that you can fill in those positions and not miss anything. And so Yes, I mean, I have a team now, a full team, but having a resource library has absolutely helped in the sense of creating a space for people to learn without feeling like they have to learn on the first try and maintaining a brand in that sense. So everything is the same. I mean, I show my team how to format things, how to create fonts that match the brand, how to use images in a sense that makes sense with the brand. And then also, I'm a huge believer in templates. We have probably 50 different templates that we are using every single day to respond to emails, to get in touch, to teach people, to help people, whatever that looks like. And so I love to be the creator of those templates. And then I love to hand them off to my team. So we are always looking at efficiency, how we can really make the biggest impact. And a lot of times that is not in recreating the wheel every single time, but instead using templates and workflows. And so that has totally helped me manage my team and also keep my brand message super clear and consistent consistent. Ida G says, Hey, Jenna, I'd love to know how you handle all the projects you have going on without being overwhelmed. I know you have people working for you, but you also need to keep track of what they're doing. I just want to learn how I can juggle different projects in the most efficient way. Thank you for all of your amazing content. So if you guys haven't caught on, (laughs) I have many projects happening all at once. So I have a Shopify shop that is managed by Rebecca, who is the creator, the designer. She manages the entire shop. We have courses happening, which Danielle and Caitlin are working on. We have Facebook ads running, which Carrie is doing. We have a lot of things going on. We have a ton of moving parts in this business. And so what I think is so awesome is that our team batch works like every single one of us. And so what that means is like I will set aside one full week for the podcast where I am strictly focused on the podcast. I am only in communication with Kate. Everyone else is doing their own things. Then I go into content creation where I'm partnered up with Caitlin. We are brainstorming. We are creating. We are writing. We are formatting for that entire week. Then I go into course creation where I'm partnering with Danny, working on launch strategy, whatever that looks like. And so what I find is that when people are multi-passionate and they're working on so many different things, they're constantly jumping from task to task, which is the most inefficient 
different way to do things. And so what helps with my team is I'll say, hey, this upcoming week is dedicated to this. So I want you to be ready. I want you to be on call if I need anything. And I'm going to be all yours this week. And then the following week, I'm going to be here. And I am a huge deadline person. I stick to them. I love them. I never push deadlines. And so for me, it's really helpful. My team understands and respects those deadlines. And that way, it's not like everything is happening all at once. We are just really focused and meticulous and staying in our lane and batch working. And that helps so much. And I think too, just having team members that you trust so that you know, like, hey, I'm not really going to be touching base with them this week that much, but I know they're still working and I know they know what they need to be working on. And I give my team the ability to choose how and when they're creating. As long as it's getting done, I want to not force anything. I want to give them the opportunity to take breaks or take a weekday off and work on the weekend, like whatever that looks like. I want them to love their jobs. And I think that's so important. And so when I can just say, hey, this week is devoted to what you're working on. So I want for you to be prepared and ready. I think it just helps give them that deadline to keep them focused and then lets them know like you're going to have my full attention for these days. Karina Marie says, Hey, Jenna, my question is in regards to your amazing team. How did you find them? What is your advice for someone who wants to be on a team like yours? Where can you find those opportunities and how can you best position yourself as a candidate to become a Boss Babes employee? So like I said, I found all of my team based off of referrals and recommendations. I truly believe in the power of referrals. I want to know that people have seen success with these people. We get a ton of applications. I'm sure after this podcast, we'll get a ton more. People are constantly wanting to reach out and work for us, but a lot of times these pitches are very blanket and they're like, I can do all the things. I can do everything from graphic design to blah, blah, blah. And it's not appealing to me because I want experts. I want people that know the brand, that see if there's a gap and that can tell me how they can fill it. And so... We don't hire a lot of one-off people. In fact, I don't have any right now because I know what my needs are and I will seek them out. And so I would just, if you're looking for opportunities like that, I would watch for when people say that they're hiring, really follow their brand. If you see them complaining about something that you know you can help with, offering that up. But instead of trying to be everything for everyone, I would rather have somebody be like, I am an expert in this and I can see that you might need help with this or I would love to offer my help with this. And sometimes it takes doing free work in order to get the paid work because For me, you have to prove that you can give results. Like I am not going to invite somebody onto my team that says that they can do all the things because that's the last thing we need. We need people in very focused positions. But I also want people that put in the time and the energy that are a part of the communities that are engaging on social media that can see the brand and understand it and that are solution oriented, that have ideas because the last thing I want is another person to just manage, you know? So keep an eye on people that you really admire. See if there's anything that you personally can help with as an expert and maybe just start your own thing so that you can get results for yourself and then convert those results for someone else. 
So friends, there you have it. Any and every hiring question you guys dreamed up about hiring a team. And I cannot tell you how much hiring and outsourcing has absolutely changed my life. I hope that this episode gave you the tools to pursue that leap. Start small, friends. Work big. And as always, if you have any questions for me, I am constantly checking our Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Facebook group and the Gold Digger Instagram account to make sure I am answering your questions. I want to find your name in those groups. So if you want to join, head to jennacutcherblog.com slash team. You can jump into our Facebook group. We ask a ton of questions in there. And of course, on Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast. I love answering your questions, hanging out with you. And I promise that I will keep pushing you to keep digging your biggest goals. So I will talk to you soon. Have fun. I hope you guys all go out and hire a bomb team to help you do what you want to do. And to everyone on my team, I love you. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.